You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. The views and opinions expressed on this show do not necessarily represent those of the network, its advertisers, owners, or sponsors. You're listening to Inside Real Estate, where we go deep into the minds of real estate professionals. Here are your hosts, Paul and Sal. What's up, everyone? It's morning. Paul. Good morning, Salvatore. How are you? Good, good. Hey, uh, we've got a special guest today, uh, Mr. Darren Petterfee from KW. Where the where, where is it? Where KW is it? first up in Grand Blank. Yeah, there, that's <laughs> there we I go. Thought. Yeah, yeah right. that, that place up north. I mean, there's so many KWs, man. I don't know. They're, they're all over. <laughs> Everybody wants to name everything. So, uh, great show today. We're going to talk about the market a little bit. We're going to talk about rates. I want to talk a little bit about how to get like how to start thinking about qualifying for a mortgage. What it takes. How much cash you need. I think there's a lot of misconceptions on that. Like, mm-hmm. how much money do I really need? Before we get started, Salvatore, I want you to tell the audience how they can find us, where they can find us, like like us and all that stuff. And you're good at that. You're a millennial, right? <laughs> well, uh, there we go. Yeah. Find us on Facebook. Okay. You can find us on Podbean. Okay. You can find us on- uh, What's that the, app on your phone? Yeah. The podcast app. Yeah. Podcast app. Okay. Yep. And what's what's the name of our show again? Inside Real Estate with Paul and Saul. There, Paul and Saul. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So yeah, obviously like us, share, woman. do whatever you got to yeah. do, man. We, we, we do like to have a good time. So Darren, you're on the show. Uh, you've been on the show before a few times on the old show. Now the we have a new show, show now. New, new Digs. 2.0. 2.0. Um, tell us a little bit about your background. Tell the audience who you are, what you do, and uh, why you're wearing a tie today. It's weird. It is weird. But you know what? It, it's just what we do. Uh no, I've been in business for 25 years. I've uh, been an appraiser uh, at, for the majority of that timeline, and and uh, now we just focus on real estate and and specialize in uh, in making dreams happen. You know, I mean, the market's fantastic. The the deals are popping left and right, and they uh, are right. Yeah, I mean, it's a crazy market right now. Oh my I mean, god, it's really yeah. really hot. And to that point, Sal, I mean, we're kind of seeing that on the other side. The biggest problem I think is people getting deals accepted. It's hard to yeah, it's you know, crazy it's right now. I think that you know the mindset has changed and that buyers now even realize like, okay, if I'm going to buy a house, I got to get serious and I have to go above and beyond. I'm seeing more people go over and over and sign uh, appraisal waivers. Guarantees. So it's kind of like uh, it's known fact now, right? Like when it, when something's inside of your like sphere of knowledge, like mortgage, real estate, whatever, right? I think we take for granted sometimes like that buyers don't know about that. Kind of like that that misconception of, you know, how much do I have to put down? So yeah. you almost don't even mention it sometimes and you're just like – because you're so used to doing what you do every single day. You that, know what you know, yeah. but they don't know what you know. But you I know think I mean? now like – Because nobody knows what you nobody know. Nobody knows what I know. You know, <laughs> X amount of people have bought houses in the past year and they've told their friends. I'm like, yeah, I had to go over. I had to go over. I had to go over. You know, the sad part about that is is now because that <clears> mentality – People are afraid to make an offer of below list price. You they, don't want to lose, right? They, they, well, but they're, they're not even making an offers. So you get some houses where you get some folks that maybe wanted to start high because the market is hot and they're trying to capitalize on you know what's going on. Well, there may be ten yeah. percent high. Problem is nobody's even making an offer. And what's funny? Well, that's because they have betting. What's funny is <laughs> once in a while I do see something where I you know I'll be looking up the taxes. For example, we'll get a purchase agreement from someone, right? Mm-hmm. First thing we do is, okay, what's purchase price? How much are they putting down? What's the earnest money deposit? What are the property taxes? And we always got to Google that, and I'll always see the list price, right? Oh, they went 10 over. They went 10 under. 
And once in a while, I do see one. It's like, you got this for 50 grand off the list price, you know, and because some people still think their their house is, you know, a Hamptons mansion over, yep. in, you know, Lapeer or Oxford or something. <laughs> yeah. It's like, all right, dude. I mean, you're probably seeing this, man. I mean, a lot of people, A, they think they can sell their house on their own. And, and like, I would say that 95% of like force, and this is my own number, 95% of for sale by owners are overpriced because the, everybody believes that their their baby is worth a lot because they put a lot of money into it and they, they've got – you know, toilets gilded in gold, and that doesn't mean shit when we're talking about like actual value. Because correct, you, I might not want a gold toilet you know, poop or poopy pants, right? <laughs> I don't want a poopy toilet. Um, who wants poop what? on gold? I don't I was know. Like, who wants poopy pants? <laughs> poopy yeah, pants. I, I've got a baby, man. That's what I've been thinking about. I got a lot of poop he on me. He thinks about uh, a lot. Yeah. So, I mean, in your your opinion, when you're listing a house, and I know you do a lot of listings, mm-hmm. um, you know, how do you get through to the seller that dude? Your house is not worth four hundred thousand. It's worth three twenty. It's a uh, big difference in their mind, right? Yeah, there's there's two avenues of that. First is here's the comps. I'm an appraiser. You know this is what I'm what I'd appraise your home for using logic. Lo- using logic. If logic doesn't dictate, then I flip over to the old uh, uh, buying a used car scenario. You know, um, you go going to buy a new car, a new used car, whatever. You go on Craigslist. You're looking around, right? Get a decent deal. You go down. You, you guys got listed for twenty thousand. You're expecting it to get it for eighteen. And in your mind, you're thinking, "I'm going to get it for 18. Well, right. same things happening for. Uh, uh, but now, if you go to the dealership, you know you're going to pay twenty or twenty one for the at the dealership. But it's coming with background and history and mm-hmm. an inspection and and a level of of. You're comfort. getting a better quality product well, in your in mind. your mind. In right. your mind, you are. Whether you mind. do or not is a different story. But mm-hmm. in your mind, you are. Right. Well, same thing on on this end of it is you know hey. You're for sale by owner. You might have it listed for four hundred, but you're at the end of the day, you're going to end up taking twelve, thirteen, fifteen. Because you're the dude less. on Craigslist, right? Because you're the dude on Craigslist, right? So everybody's expecting a deal, right. you know. Where it, you know, that's why they're taking twelve percent loss on their list price, no matter where it's at. On average, is that is that the agent. number? Is that the number? Twelve percent less. <clears throat> yep. So, so think th- it, think they're thinking that. they're saving themselves. Three percent by not listing with agent because they're all saying, "Well, I'll pay three percent of a buyer if you bring a buyer." So they're really talking about three percent. So they're costing themselves twelve percent on the list price anyway. Right. So they're really costing themselves nine percent. It's they're they're losing nine percent mm-hmm. of their own money on out average. Of Those are on like average. statistics, right? Realtor dot com statistics. Wow. And I think people also, you know, uh, agents sometimes set up set it up as you know, well, here's the like the the school course like curves that yeah your your house should be priced right here due to the comps and whatnot but the bell curve are you talking about bell curve no 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 (laughs) what are you talking about no it's like uh where the 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 curves intersect for the supply and the demand and all that right it's been a while since i've been in school but anyways um the x X and y i guess it hasn't been been that long you're intersecting lines you're millennial listen (laughs) but you know that's like or i I should just say right in a perfect world or a perfect market or a a a rational uh market this is where your house should sell however we're in a we're in a market that's very irrational and there will be people and it's always so funny like you know, and it, not that I'm an appraiser, I know the value, but like it always happens when an appraisal comes in low, even grossly low, right? Well, there was multiple offers. Yeah, but people don't know what they're doing. They're irrational. They just want a house. And they, I mean, the, the their thing- price range is 300. They're here. That's what they bid. House is only worth 
two fifty. Right. right. But it, it was the only house on the market. And guess what? They sold their house and they had nowhere to go. Yeah, and Darren, you see this. And right, there might a be a cash buyer or, or someone who's willing to pay that, and then that really is it's a sold comp and that's what dictates the value of that house. But Yeah. So I mean you see it, right? You got a buyer. And all you buyers out there, be careful about this because it's called, uh, in my opinion, you get they get buyer's fatigue, right? Oh, yeah. I've looked at 5, 10, 20, 30 houses. I put in five offers. I've got beat out on every single one. You become desperate. You start either – you either – You just get, settle. You're you, just like, that's it. I'm, I'm done. I'm done. Right? I'm done. I'm just going to do whatever it takes or you just move on and like I'm, I'm just going to rent. Right. So like be careful that buyers fatigue have a, have proper expectations. And when you're working with a with a good agent, that agent should be able to navigate and get you into a situation where you're putting your best foot forward and you're actually making offers on houses that you can get. Well, and another thing, too, is if you do not guarantee the appraisal, or you guarantee a certain amount that you're comfortable with, you won't end up grossly overpaying for a home. I mean, the appraiser's job is to make sure that the bank is at all underwater on their asset right away right. and the and the consumer, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, to me, it's always bank, like, yeah. well, what if their appraisal comes in low? Well, we renegotiate. Right. And House if you it. can't negotiate, then it's not worth it. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. It's just, it's a, it, it, it is a really, really wild market. Although, I, I, oh, go ahead. Uh, sorry. Cut me off and sorry, but <laughs> I uh, used to hate appraisers. Oh. You know, God, they killed my fucking deal, right? But now it's, you know, where we're at right now, it's like, Okay, I I respect it, you know, and I it sucks, and you know, agents are probably like, man, what do you mean? But at the end of the day, it's like, dude, someone's got to keep everything from unraveling. They're, they're the sheriff. Yeah, the appraiser is the sheriff of the wild west for us right now. It's keeping everything in check. Um, it's not letting things get wildly out of control. Um, the way the system's designed now is to keep things at a, at a reasonable level. Um, you so, know, so let me well, expound on that. Uh, can I cut you off now? Okay. So <laughs> let me explain. Yeah, you did. <laughs> so, um, do you have a choice? No. <laughs> so basically, like for, for the audience, so they understand, like when when an appraiser is there to to basically, they're like the regulator, right? Mm-hmm. If you didn't have appraisals, if if we didn't have to get appraisals done on homes, then a house could sell for a million dollars for like a thousand square foot bungalow in Royal Oak here in Michigan, right? And that would just completely screw up the market. And all of a sudden, you have rampant inflation in prices, right? Rampant, rampant, rampant. What appraisers do is they they curtail that and they create a situation where they keep the market healthy. So when you get a low appraisal, look, that that appraiser doesn't want to give you a low appraisal. They know the number that you're looking for. It's on the purchase agreement, right? Right. Especially on a purchase. They do not want to give you a low appraisal. They are trying. I mean, I've seen appraisers like they really squeaking out as much as they can. But at the same right. time, if it's not there, well, you don't want to do work there. and then get called after you're done with it, right? No, nobody wants hey, to go what, back. What about these comps? What about this? No, I'm done, right? Nope. Um, and once in a while, it, you know, you can show them something valid, but like you said, I mean, it's kind of what they believe it's worth, and there are always differing opinions, but they are just trying to do the right thing for the most part. And, and at the end of the day, it is an opinion. It's, yeah. an, it's a one person's opinion. You set 10 appraisers in a room, you're going to get 10 different values. Well, you know, it is what it is. And sure. I think from the minds, like it's one thing for the consumer, obviously, you know, it's a, it is a benefit to make sure that they don't overpay. And it's funny because sometimes you, the people just want it to appraise and other times they're like, I hope it comes on low so right. we can negotiate more. Right. But I think one thing that we don't realize as professionals in the industry on the other side of things, right. As a mortgage broker, as a uh, uh, real estate agent, like 
if that house is underwater when we close, you just basically lost the ability to do another deal for that client, right? Mm-hmm. Like, hey, I, I have your back when rates get lower. Well, sorry, you're 50 grand underwater and we can't do anything for you. Yeah, you I know? don't care if rates get better or not. And you're going <laughs> to have to call your real estate agent who has to negotiate a short sale, which may or may not happen. Right. Or you can foreclose, right? So it's like from our end, right, as opposed to, hey, great news, right? You have 50 grand of equity and mm-hmm. we can lower your rate half a point or whatever. So it, you really have to look at it as a benefit from all angles or otherwise, you know, it's, it's yeah, what I don't, we do. I don't, is kind I don't, of I don't, you know, the other side of this twist is the fact that the market's <clears throat> happening so fast that the data is not catching up. No. You know, right. House, right. A house that sold a month ago today is selling for 10 grand more. Right. Well, how do you justify that? That house that was pending, it sold, it hasn't closed yet. It's right, right next door. Appraisal guarantees. That's yeah. the only way to do it. Yep. You know, and, and but the data is just not catching up to the market. Yeah. Yeah. So I the, mean, the people with money are going to dictate where correct. the market's going. So the audience understands an appraisal guarantee is basically where you you put in an offer for a house for a hundred thousand. We've talked about this in the past, but I just want people to understand. And you're guaranteeing up to ten thousand over the appraised value that you will bring in, meaning that you will bring in the difference, right? Because a, a lender can only lend you on the value that it comes in at. So if, it, if the value comes in at 90000 well, there's a $10,000 discrepancy there that you either have to meet in the middle, come to terms with. But what's happening in these offers, and you're seeing this a lot, Darren, right? Is they're saying, I'm guaranteeing this up to $100,000. i will bring in the difference regardless. Correct. Right? And that 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 is winning deals right now because the biggest fear is when these these homes get bid up, that the appraisal is not going to come in. It's, it's a known fact that like you're paying over ask. Right. Right. Yeah. Anything over ask typically has got an appraisal guarantee on it. Have to. You know, I mean, at list price, you'd expect that the appraisal, the, the realtor's done their due diligence and the list price should be roughly where that appraisal <laughs> falls, uh, theoretically speaking. Right. Mm-hmm. Knock on wood. Yeah. You know, but hey, um, so anything above list price, that's where the appraisal guarantee really is at, mm-hmm. where you got these bids going up. Because what, what's happening is people are just bidding houses up to get them. Without the appraisal guarantee, and then coming back afterwards and renegotiating. It doesn't work. And listing agents are are are, are, are they're, they're wise to that, yes, right? Correct. They're like, dude, I'm not going to do this without a guarantee. You're just going to come back and try to nickel and dime me, whatever right. it is, right? Um, what there? What do you say? I mean, here, let me ask you this: uh, What do you say to the person that says, um, "Why do I need an agent to list my house right now?" I mean, it's look, it's not really that hard to sell a house right now, right? Oh, sure. Right. I mean, I'm 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 going to I'm going to play I'm going right. to play like a human mm-hmm. element right now. I'm going to say, listen. Why am I, why do I need you? I'm, I mean, the market's so hot right now. There's multiple offers everywhere that I'm looking. I'm just going to put my house up on my own. I've got. I mean, look, I believe in the agent, so I'm just playing devil's advocate. Play it. But why do I need you, Darren? Why, why would I ever you, have you sell my house? If you get sued, do you hire an attorney? Of course you do. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you would. You, I mean, you could Most, represent yeah, yourself, but you that's could, not but smart. Oh no, God no. Right. Well, same thing in real estate. You got legal documents. You got you know all kinds of legal ramifications if right. you don't do things right. That's people don't, that's okay, just, can we just talk about that real quick? People sure. don't get this. You are signing legal documents. You are legal. Sell, it's a the legal largest, binding document. Yeah, this is the largest asset that you are ever going to either like for most people mm-hmm. sell right. And and there are literally legal documents. That contract that you're signing, that's a legal document. And as an agent, you got to know how to navigate that. So that's you a do very one good thing point. wrong, one thing wrong in you that contract done. that you didn't know what you were doing or what have you. Done. Done. Right. Well, I think as a list agent. It, the value is also making sure that that holds water, right? Because, mm-hmm. like you said, people are bidding up houses. 
you know, and then letting it go to back down to appraised value, right? Well, their best offer is essentially the appraised value, mm-hmm. right? Their offer really isn't what they offered. Right. You know, unless it appraises for that. Well, and let's face it. People are not expert negotiators. They're not. I do this every single day. I don't, I don't go to GM and say, hey, I'm going to build my own car because I want to drive it out of here at the end. I don't know what the hell I'm doing. I'm not <laughs> going to go great, build my own car. That's a pretty good analogy, actually. I, honestly. So I do this every single day. Right. So I negotiate deals every day. I negotiate contracts. I market homes. This is what I do. Right. I mean, I don't, you know, get, could I do a mortgage? Probably. You right. know, at, am I going to fail at it? Possibly. But the odds are very high. Right. You know, but I could fumble my way through and I might get lucky because everybody knows somebody who did it. Right. right? So, so. Okay, so the the contract is a big big reason. That's like number yep. one in my book. Right? Number like, one, like number one. Understanding how to set up your contract, negotiating all that stuff, and actually putting the deal together. Yep. I I've done I've I've sold five houses, Darren. I, I I pretty much know how to do that. I got a buddy of mine that'll do the contract for for, for very cheap. Now now now, awesome. why do I need you? Well, awesome. Now, well, you know what? Seventy six percent of the buyers out there, and this is per uh, uh, National Association of Realtors, seventy six percent of the people out there will not even buy a home for sale by owner without an agent. So they're still going to be represented. They're still going to be represented. So that's an unfair but fight. No, 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 no. That agent now, you're asking the sellers are asking that buyer's agent to represent them as well because they don't have any of their docs right. Right. So the the buy. So what's happening is the agents are not bringing buyers by. Because they know they got to do twice as much work for half the money. So it hurts you. As it far. hurts you. Right. Exactly. Got it. It hurts you. You know. So now you got that piece of the puzzle. Mm-hmm. Well, now throw the fact in I throw thousands of dollars in marketing mm-hmm. that you're not going to do selling your own home. Right. That's just bottom line. All you're going to do is list it on, on Zillow and call it a day. And you may or may not even stick a sign out there. I went and did one the other day that they had a, uh, a four by six for sale by owner sign sitting out there. How does anybody see that? Mine are 30 inches by 30 inches or whatever. You know? well, they're not pros, right? They don't right, know. they're not pros. They're sticking a little it's garage like a sale sign out there. It's a yeah, help wanted exactly. sign. Exactly. Right? Chimp, bam, at the end of the driveway. But they're popping it on Zillow thinking in the mindset, well, everybody just goes to Zillow. Yeah. Well, they may, but if they're working with an agent, which they all do, now you've hindered yourself on an agent bringing a buyer because yeah. it becomes problematic. So, Salvatore, from the uh, from the loan side, as a loan, as a loan mm-hmm. officer, right? When you get a for sale by owner and you know, you've got a buyer and they're like, I'm gonna do this on my own, what do you see on our end as the lender that that are problems? You know what I mean? Because when that comes up, I know for my myself, it's like, okay, we're gonna so have some issues. Let's say, you know, um all negotiations are done, right, before they talk to me, which is, you know, a great benefit of the agent up front, right? Negotiating the sales price. But all right, I got this, here's what I want for it. Okay, I'm willing to pay for it. Done. Mm-hmm. Then we got to put together the contracts. Well, are you doing an inspection? Are you putting any earnest money deposit? You know, a good faith deposit. Uh, I don't know. What 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 should I do? (laughs) Well, yeah, I'm not not an agent. agent, You can't give them advice. You guys talk to them about that, right? Absolutely. Talk to about every piece of that puzzle. You know what? And what the benefits and and the down the pitfalls are. And then the biggest thing is is the seller isn't prepared for what they usually or or will pay. Right? They don't understand that. You know, well, there are transfer taxes, which right. are typically covered by the seller. There's an owner's title insurance policy mm-hmm. on a three hundred thousand dollar house. We're looking at almost four grand, right? You know, so it's like I didn't want to pay that, and we'll, they usually find that out near the end, right? Mm-hmm. So I kind of, I, I will just tell people what 
per your contract that you signed that I didn't help you with, here's what you're liable for, right? right? Or talk, call a title company and have them give them a breakdown. I'll give the buyer a breakdown. But it is quite frustrating, you know, and, and they're still confiding in me. And I always have to say, you know, I'm, I'm not I'm not an agent, you yeah. know, pay a real estate agent or pay an attorney. And, and sometimes, listen, it, it's gone smooth, no big deal. And then, you know, two months later, we'll hear, well, what do we do about this tree? You know, my neighbor wants me to cut it down it's going to cost us 10 grand dude there's so many there's so many things okay so i'm going to tell you some of the things that i found right like we're doing i did a deal for a buddy of mine he didn't know how to like even coordinate the closing you know what i mean like you he's trying to talk to title companies he's like where do i close who's closing how do we close this where do we go that's just one side of it right like when they were negotiating they were like going back forth getting an addendum done Oh, between God. a for sale by owner where nobody's being represented by anybody, that was a nightmare because the addendum's wrong. We needed a certain How way. How do you write it? Yeah. Right. right? Well, the, my favorite is it's when cr- it's crazy. seller's an attorney, right? Oh. <laughs> well, I know, you know, I did real estate law, blah, blah, blah. I go, but you don't have the experience and you don't know the market, mm-hmm. right? And you don't know what to do when this happens. Well, what do you mean? What What's that? Well, I, I don't know, man. Why don't you look it up in your book? Right, right. Like that's what I want to say, but obviously, like we're all right. here to help and get it done. But like, <laughs> you don't know what you don't know, and that's okay. Well, you, you have know, to pay for there's it. There's an age-old phrase that my grandfather told me years ago: "Do what you best, do what you do best, and pay for the rest." And that's a that's a hundred percent true. If you focused on doing what you do best, if you're an attorney, if you do mortgages, if if you're at GM punching buttons, do what you do best. Pay for the rest because you're going to be better represented mm-hmm. in the long run. That's why I pay for my lawn to get cut. Well, we all know that's I mean, probably I, your, I, lo- your snow to be uh, removed too. Yes, 100%. <laughs> I, I'm, yeah, not, I'm not good at it. Yeah, like, Get that stuff done. I need to go to work and, and I'll pay, yeah. I'll, I'll pay well, for it. Well, and if you notice, right, I mean, if you talk to your friends and you look at the people who are successful, they're not like doing this for sale by owner. And, oh. you know, it's nope. like, dude. Just focus on what you do and let everyone else do what they do. And I mean, vet it out. Find someone who's good. Find someone you can work with. Right. right? Maybe even get a deal. But work like you can't do everything yourself. No, and honestly, you, you know, and think and that it, that deal thing. That that's a, that's a good point on this, Sal, because everybody wants. Well, I know somebody who'll do it four percent. Well, mm-hmm. that's awesome. They'll list your house for four percent. What are you getting? You're getting a bottom of the barrel agent who's just listing it at wholesale prices, do you think you're going to get a full service deal? No, no. You get what you pay for. Exactly. I just so everybody yeah. understand. In my mind, you get what you pay for. Like if I shop at Nordstrom's, like, I'm going to get a certain level of like service. If I shop over here, like I know, right? right. And you know what you're getting. So yeah. I mean, be prepared to get what you get. Right. So that, the discount is not always a discount. Yeah. Well, you know, look at depends. it from all perspectives. Yeah. Like if, if people were like, well, I, well, you would have to come up with $200,000 if you didn't want to use us, mm-hmm. right? So you're confiding in us. We're confiding in, in the team to get this done. Right. Yeah. All right, guys. So let's talk a little bit about what it takes to buy a house. And I think I just want Money. the audience. Thank you. That's, that's exactly <laughs> what I'm going to talk about. So in today's world, I mean, a lot of people, like the 0% down programs are, are gone, right? Uh, we had a 1%. That's going to be gone. Like you need to have money to buy a house in this market. There's no other way around it. And like when you're, when, and not, so there's four things that go into buying a house. And I want people to understand this. It is your down payment or the equity that you're going to have in the house, right? It is what's called your debt to income ratio, which means how much money you make compared to how much money you output every month. It's pre-tax, which is kind of crazy, but it is, right? Um, your assets, meaning what do you have in reserves, right? And then uh, income. 
Mm-hmm. Am I missing one? Was it income? I already figured. Credit, income, uh, credit. assets, My and bad, property. People. Credit, okay. income. DTI is credit. Uh, income. Sorry. Uh, so your credit. So you're, just so everybody knows, you can get a house with like 580 credit, but you have to have the other three compensating factors that are really high, right? It's like if you have one that's low, you got to have three other compensating factors. Um, realistically, in today's market, what would you say? Like a 620 is probably preferable at the very bottom of the barrel, but really you want to be above 680, right? Well, ideally, and especially in this market where getting like a, an FHA offer is is harder to get accepted than like a conventional offer. Can you explain that? Why, like, why is that? Like, well, for, typically, so- you know, from a seller's perspective to kind of go back earlier, right? You're vetting out all these offers. You're looking at who has the ability to cover differences if there's a shortfall in the appraisal. And, you know, typically, not always, but typically someone who with, who's doing FHA, which is 3.5% down minimum, which is what most people who do FHA put down, they don't have the shortfall money to cover that. They're not doing FHA because they have 20% the cash. They're limping right. reserves. They're doing they, they, FHA they, they, because it's a low down payment. And if they do, it means that they typically had a – bankruptcy or foreclosure or their debt-to-income ratio is a lot higher because right. FHA is more lenient on that. Right. They allow higher debt-to-income ratios as far as like seasoning requirements on bankruptcies and foreclosures. Yep. Those timeframes are shorter. So typically, not always, it's a riskier buyer. And typically, if you're selling something, you want to know that the deal is going to go through. Mm-hmm. So what, as a listing agent on your side, when you see seven offers on a house- well, Sorry, one more thing too is the appraisal on these loans- there's actually like a, an extra They're more inspection, yeah, right? right? They're yeah. going to make sure that the property's in tip-top It's almost shape. like a home, another home yeah. inspection. Right. Yeah. So like on your, on your side as a listing agent, you've got seven offers on the table. Mm-hmm. Four of them are FHA. Uh, three of them are conventional. There's one FHA that's higher, but you've got a conventional offer that's like $5,000 less. Which one do you take? You know, there's a little more compensating factors to that, you know, as far as for like you can. Or is it a five percent down conventional, or is it a is it ten twenty percent down? Um, is it at or above list price? Is there appraisal guarantee? So there's factors in there that that play that. Right. But I'm gonna lean. I'm gonna educate my my sellers. Right. Most part. Hey, here's what you do. Because at the end of the day, it's their decision. Yeah, you know, it's, it's their, it's that, their right. choice. Yeah. You know. But I'm gonna educate them at the at the advantages and disadvantages of everyone, and let them make that decision. Right. Conventional will nine out of ten times. Trump an FHA uh, mm-hmm. offer uh, in that scenario right there. I'd say not at ten times. Yeah. So the just audience knows when you're going into like a competitive situation, you want to be conventional for mo- for the most part because it's going to give you a leg up. Now let's talk about how much cash you need in a transaction. So Salvatore, I'm buying a hundred thousand dollar house. I'm putting three and a half percent down FHA. So I only need thirty five hundred bucks, right? <laughs> yeah. No. no. Just for your <laughs> down payment, right? No. 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 But. It, <laughs> The funny thing is, is especially, you know, like let's say it's like a $70,000 buyer, like your closing costs are more than what's required for the down payment because there's a lot of things that are fixed in the transaction that no matter if you're buying a $600,000 house or a $60,000 house, they're going to be the same. You know, typically you're going to need roughly $2,500 for closing costs. So let's say two grand to 2500 What are What are the, like, title work, so appraisals, appraisal, recording fees? title work, closing fees from the title company. Right. You know, and those are standard, right? So are your, record, your uh, recording fees. Right. Uh, real estate transaction fees from insurance. the brokerage. Yep, insurance is, you know, $300 more for a $300,000 higher-priced home, Tip, you know? So it's like... 
you know, you're looking at all these things. You need a year of taxes as well. Yeah, escrows. So, People don't even think about yeah. escrows. So if someone was to say, hey, you know, $100,000 house, I want to do FHA. Okay. So what do well, I need? Three and a half percent down. Right. Right. And then probably another four to $5,000 minimum, depending on the taxes of that property, you know, which sometimes a $100,000 house has $3,000 taxes, you know? Yeah. So, well, what do you mean? I, I need that. Yeah. Yeah. You got to be uh, the table. Well, I got four grand. Well, your whole offer is dependent on the seller giving you six thousand dollars right. in concessions. So now you got to write an offer with concessions included, and it has to appraise, and it has to appraise, and get and accepted it, in the first place. Exactly. So, and now there's no longer the okay. They are asking a hundred thousand. I'm not going to give you a hundred thousand, and I need you to give me six percent back. That's a ninety-four thousand. Now, it, now it's right. It's a ninety-four thousand dollar gross net. So now you're talking about you know it's a hundred six thousand dollar purchase, and do you qualify for it? Right. Right. So, so just so you understand, the, it's the right. bigger thing. The yeah. easiest way for me to explain this is: you need your down payment. Cool. You need a year's worth of taxes. You need a year's worth of insurance, and you need your closing costs. A mm-hmm. hundred thousand dollar loan or, or a home is going to cost you about eight to ten thousand dollars to get into it. Yeah, right. I typically say you know That's about right. Right. Closing mm-hmm. costs are anywhere typically with taxes under three thousand. Right. Your your closing costs are anywhere from five to to seven thousand. But you know what chaps my ass. No, what really? I'll tell, your I'm going to tell you what chats my ass. So, like when I when I get a call and like someone's shopping and like you know what I mean. So it's it's tough as a loan officer to be upfront with people because they're getting per- someone else that's not being upfront with them. Right? right? They found out they, after they call me and they're like, "Hey, uh, I want to buy a house and I got it. You know, I want to buy a hundred thousand dollar house. Well, you need about eight to ten thousand dollars. What do you mean? I called Quicken and they told me I only need six. Well, they're probably shorting your escrows. They're probably short. Like it's harder for me to tell you that you need more money, dude. Mm-hmm. So like I'm preparing you for the reality of buying a house. It doesn't matter who you go with. It doesn't matter. The amount of cash that you're going to need at the closing table is going to be the same standard anywhere you go. Really the reality of it. Unless you, you're buying points or getting correct. credit. Right. I'm just saying all and things all equal. That's all we can control. Right? All, all things equal. All things equal. You're bringing the you, – everybody's going to have the same escrow amount, the same insurance, the same closing costs for yep. the most part unless you know, you're getting charge points. And also you need the down payment. It doesn't matter who you are, where you go, or what you do. You cannot shop for to lower – unless you're getting concessions, but that's different. So what chaps my ass is – well, I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with Quicken Loans because they 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 told me that I'm gonna get you know I can get in the house for like three thousand dollars. No, you can't. No, no, you can't. No, no, you can't. <laughs> well, no, you know, I'm Man. sure that chaps, that <laughs> clearly that clearly chaps your ass a lot. God, but in the long run, I've learned a long time ago that's not the client that I want to work with anyway. I want to build clients that are raving fans of me, and if they don't see that right up front, then. You know what? Chances are that's going to be a problem down the road. Anyway, I, I get frustrated, Darren. I get frustrated because I try to do really good work, and mm-hmm. I, you know, it, I've had a long career, and, I, and in that career, I like I put my heart and soul in it. I'm, I've got a good reputation because I do good work. Mm-hmm. But when someone kind of challenges me and says, "Oh, you're you're lying," I'm like, "Dude, you know how much harder it is to be honest in this business." Do you guys get it? Yeah. Do you Way get right. how much harder it is to, to be put honest? out more costs than what they're actually are? Mm-hmm. Oh you yeah, know? absolutely. And then it ends up. I told you. Like, right? dude, like it was a thousand dollars less. Or, hey, man, we're supposed to close in a week, and our costs are like eight grand instead of six. Mm-hmm. Well, I told you it would be great. You know, would you would uh, you rather me can underestimate we work you? Yeah, it's no, too no, late. it's too late, dude. It's over. <laughs> you got to right. close with them. It's over. So, like, would you rather me? Like, because I'm an overestimator, I would much rather give hurt you up front a little bit, so that when you go to close, it's actually better, mm-hmm. right? 
The world doesn't work like deliver. that, though. All of a sudden, I'm seeing like because it's so competitive, mortgage uh, mortgage applications are down week over week. Refinance transactions are going down. All these people are in this market right now, and they're, they're like, "Oh, I got, I got to get, I got to get this business," and they're like just doing like dirty things, and it drives me nuts. It drives me crazy, Darren. <laughs> You're speaking of the choir here, brother. Yeah. I know. You know, it's tough. It's tough when you do the right thing up front and you're 100% transparent right out of the gate. And some dude lies to them and they, and, they, and they go with them and they get screwed in the end. Oh, yeah. And then they're calling me and they're like, dude, I got screwed. I'm like, yeah. I know. Yeah, dude. I told you that. I told you you would. <laughs> yeah. What can you do, though? You know? You know, honestly, you just you chalk it up and you say, you know what? I, I if, At the end of the day, you can look at yourself in the mirror. You can put your head in the pillow at night and know that you can go to sleep. Sometimes yeah. I cry. Well, it's like it, sometimes I cry in the fetal position. You can you bit. can stoop down and <laughs> do you more deals. <laughs> Man, you you could stoop down and do more deals, right? And just do transactions and not build relationships. Right. Or you can try to help a lot of people, which is what we do, right? Well, we all know. I mean, in the essentially, long run. that's what we do, and we get referrals. That's that's exactly it. The long run is we want to build a referral based network. That's, we that's, do good work. I we get do it. good yeah, work. And I know. You, it's frustrating. Don't get me wrong. I frustrated. I, I go out on on appointment after appointment, and people are like, "Oh, I'll, I'm going to list with this guy for four percent," and you know, blah blah blah. I'm like, "No, it's going to cost you. It's going to cost you more in the long run." No, what? no, no, it's not. Well, guess who I got a call from yesterday? Client that listed for four percent and never and never sold his house, never did anything. He's like, "Oh yeah, you were right." Well, you know, it's, but it's a referral based type scenario. On Zillow, under our reviews, it says you know, interest rate higher than expected. As expected or lower than expected. Same thing with the closing costs or, or closing time, something. I don't know. But it's like, okay, with everyone being able to look me up at you know the click of a button, why why would I put myself out there to have bad reviews? Right. You know, I'd well, rather there have- are, well, There are transactional people out there that don't care about their long term. They're, they're in it like for, they're for quick, now. They're, they're the for now, now transactions. They're, they're doing transactions. Well, they don't have the foresight to see that. Eventually, you won't be able to buy leads. Right. You know, there might be something that happens that, hey, Zillow is now just doing all their own mortgages. Yep. Right? Yeah. And Which all their is, own real estate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where's, well, where, where do we get our Zillow leads? Where, where's Brad Weisgerber? Is it like he was he's like, buying, he's picking a moped up. Brad Weisgerber, everybody, just so everybody knows, he's usually on the show. He wears cutoffs. He's like, you know, drinks whiskey all day and wears flip flops, but he runs our business. <laughs> Apparently today he's going to buy a moped. Not buy his. his he, had, he found a moped in his mom's garage that he's going to bring to the office because he thinks he's going to tool around Royal Oak. And yeah, like what? Do you, in you a know moped how, in a Vespa. He's he he's so no, top like a heavy. mini bike, dude. Yeah, dude. Oh. <laughs> like <laughs> I think you forget we're uh, in Royal Oak and not Flint. Can you get, a, get, you, can over you, can you get a DUI <laughs> on a on a moped? Is that oh, possible? Yeah. Listen, Absolutely, anything that moves like you can you can get bought. Like a, like a bike. I, I'm not a sure bike. I understand it, but Can you I imagine do support get a DUI him. on a bicycle. I, I've heard it before. I do support him. You've he is a it? genius. He's 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 a savant. He's like yeah. A, he's like so. If he wants to tour around on his moped, yeah, and, he can do whatever he wants. You know, yeah. pick up food, whatever. Yeah, he'll be on his Bluetooth. He'll still be working on it. Hey, so, so can respect someone, him. Can someone explain <laughs> to me what happened with Italy? Like yeah, like like I'm hearing in the news that something happened with Italy and like it, it, like the markets go like. Took a dump because of it. Does anybody understand what's happening with it or no? Not a clue. Cool. Yeah. What are you talking about? All right, man. So nobody knows what I'm talking about. So apparently, it's like Italy was going through some hard times and like like shook the market. Whatever. Another thing, real quick, I want to talk about before we get going is uh, mortgage applications are way down compared to year over year, primarily because refinances, right? So from from a lending perspective, you know, rates have gone up. A lot of 
lenders out there have got to be hurting on some level if they weren't working on purchase business. Because, I mean, I, we're, you know what I mean? Like, if 100%. you were all refining, it's like, how many loan officers out there potentially that are listening about? Like, they've got to be hurting if they're like all, all refinance business. What do you do? Yeah. I mean, you live and die by the bond. Live and die by interest rates, right? You know, so it's like you're you're praying to see because what we follow typically, what's up on every loan officer's screen usually is the ten year bond, yeah, right. And you look for that to go down because as soon as that goes down, and the, it's yield. the yield, yes, goes down, you know, rates, rates are going come. down. Yep. So all of a sudden, you see a little three or four percent tick down. You're like. Woohoo! I'm calling all these people right now, you know, and then it goes up, and all of a sudden you're like, you know, I see you at the Rock on Third and Royal Oak with your head in a glass of whiskey because it's like <laughs> the end of the world, right? Sal's there also, by the way. Uh, <laughs> but I'm celebrating. Yeah, buddy. yeah, you're celebrating. Rates yeah. are rates. Yeah, yeah. Rates what are you right. gonna do? And I always look at it from this perspective, right? If you locked in five percent today, and the rates go down to four percent, what is your option? A refi. Right, you have the ability to secure a lower rate, but if the rates are five percent and they go to six percent, you miss the boat, brother. Yeah. So, so the so audience, what so, are you going to do about it? Right, you can either take what it is now and yeah. accept it. I just want to explain to the audience what's happened over the last few years. So, since I've gotten in the business, which was two thousand three, we've seen declining rates over that time from like a six percent all the way down. I think rates hit like three and a quarter on a thirty. I'm talking about thirty year mortgages, right? And throughout that period of time, refinances have just been chugging, right? You you refinance from seven to six, then you went from six to four, then four to three, then right. So in the declining rate market, like there's a lot of business there, and then like a lot of people got blinded by the fact that they just were doing refinances, doing refinances. The problem is now there's only a few reasons to refinance, Darren. Right? Oh yeah. You're either going to pull cash out because you got a ton of equity and you want to pull the cash out and you're seeing some value in that, but you're going probably from a three and a half to five percent potentially, yep. right? Um, or you're getting a divorce. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like <laughs> there, there aren't a lot of other reasons to refinance. I mean, you're not refinancing to get a better rate, or you had PMI, or you had a bad situation, you had a bankruptcy, whatever it is. What like what I'm figuring out right now is that we're going to have potentially in our in our industry and sell a lot of look as rates keep going up, and I and I believe they're going to. We're going to see. And we we live in a really hotbed of of loan officers. There's a lot of Quicken loans is right in our backyard. Flagstar, uh, UWM, right. Um, as refinances die out, if you weren't ready with the purchase market and you're not doing purchase business, there's gonna be a lot of layoffs, dude. Yeah. You're going to be a lot of unemployment. Employment but, rates are going to sky high. But you, they're going to. I mean, it's, uh-huh. yeah, it's like it's going to. It's like if Ford decided it's, to like. It's going to jump. But listen, I mean, we live in a country where everything's dictated by by the market, right? To a degree, but we also live in a country where that creates opportunities, right? Because right? it is a free market, which is great. So if you can't hack it being a loan officer because the rates went up, Jesus, dude. there will be other opportunities Industries. for you <laughs> because the economy will be good and the rates will be high, right? Right. So. It's all uh, it's all good, right? And the way I look at it too, as a buyer, is you live in a country where you have the opportunity to borrow money at pretty much the lowest rates in the world. In the world, to buy your own piece of land, mm-hmm. so just tax do it. It's also tax deductible. Which, and what's great yeah. too about this country is if there's opportunities to change that, right? You can sell it, you can make money on it, you can refinance it. So right. you want to buy a house? Buy a house. All right. Yeah, you're right. So. Um, I appreciate everybody listening. I'd like Sal, Salvatore. How can they find us again? We're on, just so yeah, just so you know, I'm not well versed in this. I'm so going to do, 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 do it. I'll do it. We're on Stitcher. 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 Yeah, you can find us on Stitcher. <laughs> you can go to your uh, podcast app on your iPhone and look up. Uh, that's Android? the one I know. Inside Real Estate. How right? about Android? 
Android, you can go to Google Play. We're on Google Play. We're on every major thing, I think, right? right Jessica, you're, you know this stuff, right? We're everywhere. Everywhere. We're everywhere. Google Play, iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, everything you just named. You can go to Podcast Detroit and check out the show, too. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just yeah. type in Inside Real Estate. If you want to listen live, download the app in your Google Play Store or your iTunes that, store. I should have just had her do it. Like, like She's you, way better. Than you put me on it earlier. Yeah, I'm like, way better. Yeah. Dude, I don't even know the name of our show anymore. <laughs> I know, dude. I, like, what are we called, dude? <laughs> All right, everybody. Thank you for listening. Have a wonderful week. We will see you next week. Uh, who do we have on next week? Do we know? Oh, we've got the Angel Brothers on next week. Yep. Oh, that's going to be good. Darren. Thank you so much. How, oh, but before we go, how can people get a hold of you? Oh, hey, that, thanks for the plug. Yeah. Uh, you can get a hold of me at uh, uh, pedophygroup.com or a great number is 855-58-HOMES. Look us on online, call us, whichever makes it easier for you. You know, We'll make sure it happens. He's also on Pornhub. Thank you, everybody. <laughs> <Man>. <laughs>